Welcome back to It's a Lovely Time podcast. I'm your host, Meg Gonzalez. I'm a busy mama of three toddlers, four and under, a passionate business owner, dedicated wife, and a friend who loves to dance, eat good food, drink great wine, and enjoy connection and community. I started my first business as a wedding planner in 2017 after deciding to leave corporate America in the digital marketing realm. Then I purchased my Pure Bar Studio in 2019, and, well, the pandemic hit. So I'm here sharing my experience in all things leadership, entrepreneurship, relationships, wellness, and motherhood, and everything else in between. Because when it comes to doing it all and trying to find the best way to get it done, me too. I'm glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hello, and welcome back to It's a Lovely Time podcast. I am going to be diving head on today into a topic that has really challenged me to grow as both a mom, but mostly an entrepreneur and a leader, and something that I believe resonates with anyone, anywhere, no matter if you are in a corporate career where you are working in a more strict seven to four or nine to five, whatever that looks like, or if you are an entrepreneur or seeking to be an, become an entrepreneur and really just getting started, or maybe you've been in the game like I have for four years and you are or more than four years and are really just still trying to define your definition of success. I believe that this is a topic that will be an ongoing work in progress for each of us as we move through different seasons of our lives. I have shared before, but going through therapy has been something that has really been helpful for me. However, after I had our first daughter, and then again with the twins, and now with my third pregnancy, I've really found that each season that I've been in, different traumas and different you know, areas of my childhood and also just sensitive areas for me when it comes to being triggered have come up in different ways. And so especially when it comes to our definition of what we view as success. I think that this will be an ongoing progress, because work in progress rather, because as we go through those different seasons, what we are seeking and what we want out of life might change for a limited amount of time. It might change indefinitely. And really just allowing ourselves the freedom to recognize this fluidity and what it means to say, hey, this was once what I defined as success and this is it now, or this was what was defined as success for me and this is what as an adult with children I actually deem as success. So first kind of just starting with what we were told as children, what we either became, you know, conditioned to believe based off of our parents' view of success, whether they were entrepreneurs or blue collar, whatever that may be, good, bad, or indifferent, there is likely a story that you were told or you watched unfold as a child and it started to really navigate your belief systems as to what success looks like. And for me, I had 
parents who were divorced when I was three. And I, as a young child, did not necessarily understand, like any of us would, the relationship and the complexities of what that brought. And so for a long time growing up, I wanted to be a single mom. I thought that my mom was just the greatest thing and watching her raise me and endure and really, you know, sacrifice was something that I beheld and I was just in awe of her. And so little Megan thought that being a single mom was what, you know, success looked like and so many other things as well. But just an example of how I saw that reality as a child and how it really did kind of navigate me towards a life of being single. And obviously things changed a lot, but, um, you know, it led me down different paths and, and it really helped to shape and make me who I was. That being said, we also might have a definition of success that was actually given to us as what was told of the expectations of what our parents wanted us to be or what we heard at least because the reality and the perception based off of the language that was used might be two very, very different things. Uh, there's a lot of variables when it comes to that. And I think just acknowledging that if we continuously heard our parents talk about college or a specific career or choices that they wish they would have made, we might have some belief systems or perceive what they wanted us to be or do, not necessarily based on what they told us that we just took and made that part of our truth. Not that they told us specifically, hey, I want you to do X, Y, and Z and check all these boxes, but that we inherently started to believe was part of their definition of success for us. So whether it was intentional or not intentional, I don't think that there's really a good or bad, but if it doesn't align with what actually brings you joy as an adult, then I think that there's a lot to unpack there. And so having some awareness around what it is that our parents do and what it is that our parents have done and if they feel successful as adults, right? And looking back, you know, as children, I think a lot of us see mom and dad or mom or dad or whoever you looked up to as always having been successful when they were younger. And as we develop and grow and start to learn what it actually looks like to be in the shoes of a mom or a dad, that we know that it's not always, you know, just the sunshine and butterfly side. So really acknowledging where you've come from. And if you haven't done the work in therapy to unpack a lot of that, I would really suggest understanding it. Even if you had a great childhood and you don't feel like there's a lot of trauma to unpack, sometimes we do hold on to holding ourselves to a specific standard based off of really not having trauma, right? My dad telling me when I was 21 and just struggling to decide if I wanted to continue a career path in college and, you know, 
stay in debt and seek furthering my education and going back for political science and staying in and going to law school. And I remember, I don't think I'll ever forget the moment we were sitting at a breakfast spot and he looked at me and just said, honey, if you think that you have to go to college for me, you need to drop that. And he released me of this expectation, this lie that I had told myself that if I didn't do what he did and follow his path, that I would not be successful. And he had never, never explicitly said that to me. Um, I don't know that he so much as even suggested it in any way, but I was telling myself this lie that if I didn't follow in his footsteps, because he was somebody who I you know, revered as a successful individual that I couldn't be successful, right? And so sometimes it's conversations that you could have with your parents, but sometimes that's not available. And so I really do recommend therapy to unpack more of that and continue to unpack it as the seasons of life come at you and your situations change really unpacking whatever lies that we've held on to and have allowed to become our truths. So what we begin to believe based on what society tells us or how we perceive it is kind of this next layer of our success definition. And especially in the world of social media and, you know, this keeping up with the Joneses or work cultures that really lend themselves to one-upping. In our current society, social media and keeping up with the Joneses is more present than ever. And I do think that there is starting to be a massive shift in how we are sharing and what we believe to be true. However, there's still a lot of ways that you can fall into this social media rabbit hole of believing or making up a story of someone's life and what you see and what they want you to see versus what is actually going on. And I mean, the same could be said for podcasts and, you know, Pinterest and all these different social media platforms. It's not just Instagram. However, when you really think about what you want, do you know how to define that? And how do you get clear and aligned with who you are and where you want to go? And how having what you want either makes you feel or will make you feel. I think that that is something that we societally struggle with the most is really defining and reflecting to say, all right, I'm finding myself buying these things or I'm finding myself doing these things. But at the end of the day, are they really bringing me joy? And one of my favorite books that I've read in the past few years was really talking specifically to this in the realm of, um, you know, seeing a Pinterest mom or an Instagram mom baking or seeing an entrepreneur who is doing X, Y, and Z. But what you don't see is this behind the scenes grind that they're going through, right? You only see the extravagant spending or gifts or, you know, what you perceive to be a success. And if you really get to the nitty gritty of it, if those things are bringing them joy, amazing. 
are they really bringing them joy? Or is it something that they are projecting to try to show up on social media and paint this picture for you? And the book that I'm referring to, The Lazy Genius Way, talks about really hacking your life to only do the things that bring you joy. Now, that's not going to be something that is available to us all of the time. However, I believe that there are ways that you can create your life and choose things based off of what brings you happiness. I, for years, just thought that I couldn't bake and I had never been successful at it. And so I started telling myself the lie that I couldn't bake and I didn't want to bake. And, you know, I would see moms on social media posting about cookies or bread or what have you. And I was jealous. And I was like, why am I even jealous? I don't even care. And turns out I actually really like to bake. However, that's not true for everyone. And if you are shaming yourself because you're not baking your kids fresh banana bread, but it doesn't actually bring you joy to do that, forget about it. Lose this you know, hang up or this obsession on being this mom that you think you have to be because society or social media tells you that you need to be doing it. Really honestly evaluate, is this something that I enjoy doing? Is this something that maybe I don't love to bake, but I love to see my kids, you know, when that finished product is there, then maybe it's something that I do because of that. Um, but really getting clearly aligned on that is going to take some time and some work. And I use the bread baking as kind of an analogy here, but it can be applied to any part of your life. If you see someone who is, you know, traveling the world all the time and they're constantly going to new cities and seeing new things and they're posting on their Instagram about their world travels because they're an entrepreneur and they get to go and make these deals, but you find yourself jealous of that. However, you love the flexibility to be at home and come at, come home at the end of a long day and be with your children. Is it something that you are really jealous of? Does that actually you know, validate somewhere inside that you don't really want that. Yeah, it looks fun and exciting and and it's okay to kind of live vicariously through that person, but is it something that would actually bring you joy? And to get clearly aligned with this, with your values, with your purpose, it's going to take some time. It's going to take time in stillness, in meditation. You will have to get uncomfortable to find pause and reflection. And I can almost guarantee you it will get harder before it gets easier. And it's not always easy to see and name the belief systems that we have allowed to live within us. These negative truths or these mistruths that we have somewhere along the line decided to persuade our decision-making and really who we want to become. And I think as an entrepreneur, especially the realities of business in the past three years, whether it was good or challenging for you, you know, I talked to some people in the entrepreneurial world and they're like, I can't believe the success that has come from this. My clinic is busier than ever. I am seeing more patience than ever versus more 
often than not, the people that I'm speaking to are in the fitness realm and they're not feeling that same way. And there's a lot of debt and there's a lot of challenges that have been continually piled up against us. And the reality of what we have faced over the past three years has not been something that it was in our control, right? And so one of my deeply rooted belief systems is that I am tied to the amount of money that I bring in. And that comes twofold from childhood. My dad was an attorney and he was very successful, is very successful. And I believed having money was this sign of success. And so when I came into my career as an adult in the marketing realm and I was making an astronomical amount of money and was the breadwinner in our family, walked away from that to become a lifestyle entrepreneur, I had to work really hard to shift my belief systems around my worth. I for so many years struggled not to feel worthy and not to feel valid or validated that my work, the things that I was doing actually mattered because I was no longer bringing in the money that I was before. And I was no longer the breadwinner and the primary provider for our family. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't be again one day, but if you have purchased a business started a business, you know that the first three to five years are not pretty when it comes to the financial realm. And when you double down on that and bring a pandemic that closes your business and you have to completely rebuild, it doesn't get any prettier. But a lot of those things that are realities in my business were not based, you know, The outcome was not based off of decisions that I made. It was something that happened to me and I fought to work through. If you know me, there was no other way. Through was the only option and I am so proud of where we've come today. But the reality of that is it's a lot less far. (laughs) It's a lot. What is the word I'm looking for? It's not as far as I thought. It's a lot less further. I don't know what I was going to say. Sometimes the words are not always easy at four in the morning, but it is not as far as I would have hoped what I projected, right? And what the numbers told me the reality would be, but there are only so many things that I can do to impact that. And I had, and I believe that I have done everything I can and that we, I know that we are a top performing studio. That being said, I was recently, probably a month ago in therapy and I'm talking to my therapist and I'm unraveling about, you know, just the hardships of business and the things that we've faced and what challenges I'm looking at now. And even though we are tremendously successful in these months, we still have to come back from the debt that happened and that occurred and that we had piled up against us over, you know, a year and a half, two years of basically closing our doors and slowly reopening. And all the while he's just looking back at me and I know he's going to ask me this question, but he knowing my definition, my true definition of success is being able to spend time in my business 
and develop and grow the humans that I get to spend every day with in both my team where it comes to leadership, but also my community and getting to pour into the members of our community, knowing that I'm fulfilled in that way. And that I also have a lifestyle that means at any time my business is built in a way that I can step out and be there for my family. When my children get sick, when we want to go on vacation, when I just want to have a day where I take my little girl to lunch, I can live that lifestyle because it's something that I have created and worked really hard to do. And he named all of the successes that he knows are part of my life, being able to spend time with my children, having quality relationships with my children, showing up as a present mother, being able to lead a team and not have to be in the business every day. I mean, he he went through the gamut and he looked at me and he said, so by your definition of success, I view you as wildly successful. And I think that what the world needs or what I have put the pressure on myself to believe that the world needs for me is that I have to be everyone's everything and do something for someone all the time in order to be revered, in order to be respected, in order to continue this amazing life that I have been given. And the reality is, is that no one needs me like that. And it's a gut check. And also no one actually cares enough about what I'm doing because they're focused on themselves. I love to be there for my team and be the first one that is there to cheer them on or encourage or support them. And I will continue to do that. But Nobody needs this from me except for my children, right? And when I look at what Ryan and I talked about in my definition of success, whenever I have fear or doubt or this sense of lack that comes up naturally because I'm human, I'm reminded that when it comes to my definition of success, I am wildly successful, And I have a beautiful family that I do get to pour into every day. And I have been struggling big time because as I mentioned, I took a backseat in my business for a little while to be home more with the kids. And that has humbled me once again. I've gone through this journey before, but with two-year-olds and a four-year-old, to my core, I'm humbled because I'm reminded that I just can't do it all and I want to be in my business. And so reminding myself that I'm still a good mom, even though I love to work and allowing myself to invest into the childcare that supports my ability to be in my business, but also recognizing that my goals are to be a lifestyle entrepreneur and to have a quality of life versus looking out onto Instagram and seeing people that I respect and, you know, hold to this amazing gold standard that are growth entrepreneurs. 
I'm never going to have the same accomplishments as them. And that's okay because I don't want to. But I have to really be in my truth to recognize and honor that. And my pride has to take a back seat to, yes, this is what I want. And I'm not afraid to say it. So all of that to say, my challenge for you today is to just do one thing to reflect and find that stillness, that pause that will give you this sense of your North star, what your next step forward needs to be, because there are so many paths that we can take. And when you head down a path that you don't know the ending to the finish line, if you don't know what your true North is, you can wander really far off the beaten path. And it's just going to take more time to get back. And if you've gone down so many different paths and you're feeling defeated and worn down, I challenge you to feel encouraged because you've learned and you continue to grow and you know more now about what you do not want, which will help you to find exactly what you do. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is my mission to empower women to be stronger, braver, and kinder to themselves and one another and to follow their dreams with grace and grit. If you loved something from today's episode, I would love for you to tag me on Instagram at itsa.lovelytime and let me know your main takeaway. And if you have a moment to rate, review, and subscribe, it would mean the world to me.